All right, everybody, welcome back to the Yay for Business podcast. It's me, your host, Courtney Shaw, and this episode is what I am affectionately calling anti-planning. Um, in our first episode of 2021, I'm going to be like talking a little bit about big picture planning for the year. Um, I know that there's maybe 380,000 episodes in your podcast feed right now with this sort of like theme in the mix on your Instagram feed, everywhere you go. Everyone's talking about planning for the year. And so when I sat down did a mind map because that's how I do my brainstorming about planning uh, because I'm going to be hosting a in-depth planning workshop, planning party for my Yay for 100K clients at the end of the month. I realized I had a lot of pent-up frustration <laughs> about goal setting. And I think, and again, I'm very loosey-goosey here. Like I like I'm going into 2021 with some chill energy, but I think I've been in business for, I think this is my ninth year in business. I would really have to go back and count, but I think it's like the ninth, uh, could anywhere between eighth and 10th year in business. Okay. And in that somewhat of a decade, I have spent a lot of years where I do pretty traditional planning at the end of the year. I love future thinking. I love like thinking about what's coming. I love daydreaming. I love visualizing. So all of that comes pretty naturally to me. So if it doesn't come naturally to you, that's totally okay. Uh, I think we're all wired a little bit differently. But I love the big picture stuff. I love the big picture planning stuff. That's my jam. So I'm really excited to talk about this topic. But the thing I realized is I really freaking hate most ways that planning is traditionally approached. And I don't want to say that as though I'm villainizing like everyone out there who does planning in a traditional way. I am not. I just want to present some questions and maybe some holes I see in those processes. Because if you know me, you know that I'm not here to just like be rainbows and butterflies. I'm here to like say my thoughts and tell you how I see it, whether that's right or wrong. I'm not saying I'm always right about this stuff, but I'm all about asking questions. Like, why do we do it this way? Why does everybody try to double their business every year? Why, 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 why does it even work? And the answer I think is not for everybody, okay? Um, and not for me. So before I dive into my my rant a little bit farther, I do want to let you know that on January 27th, I'm going to be hosting this extra special uh, planning party slash workshop uh, where we're going to go in depth on all the details of how to plan out um, your sales goals, your launches, your specific marketing, um, what to even what to even take on as a project this year. There's so many things you could do, social media, growing your list, all of that. Like what how do you create one kind of plan for the year? And um, and what does that look like implementing? I'm going to be hosting that, but it's only for our Yay for 100K clients because I'm only doing extra special content like this for our paying clients going forward. Um, if you want to join us before then, uh, you get, you'll be able to attend that planning party with us. So just go ahead and go over to CourtneyShell.com forward slash apply. The application takes like two minutes and you know make sure to read the page because you are applying for the program and we'll see, uh, you know, we'll look at your application. We'll see if we think it's a good fit. Um, and if not, we always tell you what we think is the next best step for you anyway. So it's really uh, a win-win situation going ahead and applying for Yay for 100K. All right, I'm going to stop plugging that right now. And I want to get into these five, <laughs> 
five things Courtney hates about planning and goal setting. Okay, that's what we're going to be talking about today is Courtney's anti-planning, five specific things that I really don't like about traditional planning. All right, I'm bringing that 2020 energy right into 2021. Okay, so before we get into that, let's talk about big picture planning. What is it and why are we doing it? What is our time going towards? I feel like most planning is way too serious and rigid and unhealthy and just blah, okay? And I feel like people approach goal setting as almost a way for them to feel certain about something that is not certain. And I want you to be honest with yourself. This isn't about me calling you out. This is about you just sort of like mulling this over. Because I realize this is what I do is if I set a revenue goal, like I'm going to make a million dollars or I'm going to make a half million dollars in 2021. And then I feel this sense of like, okay, it's done. Like, I'm good. (laughs) Or I feel a sense of dread, which is really scary and terrifying and pressure. So I feel like it can be this substitute for facing the uncertainty is just like, okay, I'm going to set this goal and then I'm going to make it happen. But there's no reality check on how would that happen? And what would would be the steps that would have to take place, et cetera, et cetera. So I find people get into this weird space where they make a plan and they're like, it'd be so fun to make $100,000 or whatever. And maybe right now they're making like $20,000 from their business uh, a year, maybe in 2020. And I'm like, that's great. That's like a 5X of your business. Like I'm all about, I call them unicorn goals. Let's go for it. But at the same time, if your brain gets attached to that number, which it inevitably does. And then it's like, you literally are going to have to like change your identity so much to go from 20,000 to 100,000. Like, are you prepared for that? Like, are you saying, I want to have a chill year, but I also want to 5X my revenue. There's some inherent like incongruence with that. So I just want to present this idea that we sometimes approach planning as like, oh, it's fun. I'm going to pick a revenue number out of the sky. But then we get emotionally attached to that revenue number we picked out of the sky. And what I'm going to do at our um, planning workshop, and I'm going to get into this a little bit, I think in next week's podcast episode, to be totally honest, as of this moment, I'm not sure (laughs) if I'm going to do it next week's episode or not, because it's kind of away from the plan that I originally had for this month for podcast episodes. But I really want to talk to you about the five things I very much dislike about planning in this episode. And then I can kind of get into what I prefer instead in the next one. That said, if I don't end up doing that, that's what I'm going to be getting into in great detail at the planning workshop. So you got to become a client. You got to work with us in the 800K if you want to get access to that. So without further ado, let's get into the five things Courtney hates about typical planning. All right. The first thing is rah-rah positivity. And I'm all about rah-rah positivity, but I'm all, it's like my Enneagram 7. I'm like, yes, everything is amazing. Life is like happiness and joy and enthusiasm. And then my eight wing comes in and is like, oh my God, that's so unrealistic. Like, (laughs) where is the math? Where's the reality? And where I'm at right now is that I think that most people's goal setting is a little bit delusional on the rah-rah positivity side. Again, nothing wrong with doing some rah-rah positivity, um, but I think it can become almost 
toxic, right? We've talked about toxic positivity in the online space in the last couple of years. Entrepreneurs set goals that are totally unrealistic and then get disappointed year after year when they not when they when they don't hit that goal. And I realized that this year, okay, again, I've been in business for like something like a decade and I just realized that this year my business grows at about 1.3x each year. Like, and I don't mean that to be that's every year it grows 30%. I mean, on average, over the last like five years, it's grown about 30% each year. And yet, at the end of every year, I'm like, I'm gonna double, quadruple my revenue. And then it, and like, I get all excited about it. And then it, it's not, I'm like, not prepared for that. And it doesn't happen. Now, I'm not against having that big unicorn goal. And I'm gonna get into that way more at the workshop how to set that unicorn goal versus the realistic goal. But I think it's really dangerous for us to set these massive goals as our actual goals instead of as what I call a thought experiment. So I think it's awesome to be like, okay, what would it look like for me to make $100,000? But like, if that's more than double what you made last year, and you just have to know yourself, right? Like some people make more than like a quarter million in their first year of business, they're super ambitious, high achievers who like get it done, right? Um, You could do that. I'm not saying you can't, but I think you need to put this reality filter on that goal. I decided this year I needed to check myself. I'm not going to do that. Okay. So what I realized was that I keep setting a goal to 5X my revenue, 2X or 5X my revenue, but I've never actually done that. So why do I keep setting that goal. Cause I, what it is, is that, that self, right? That balm that I put on my ego at the end of the year, like, okay, you didn't hit it this year, but next year it's going to be 3 million or next year it's going to be, you know, whatever it is, three quarters of a million, whatever the goal is. Um, I kind of like ease, I like soothe my pain at the end of the year by setting another really big goal. And then that cycle just perpetuates. And I was like, what if I just didn't do that this year? <laughs> so I didn't. Um, okay. So that's the first thing I hate about traditional goal setting. The second thing that I dis- very much dislike is rigidity and attachment. So I don't know about you, but I find that goal setting can be kind of scary because the second I pick a goal, and this is like the powerful thing about goal setting, right? Is like something activates inside of me. Like if I'm like, okay, the goal is a quarter million and I keep throwing out random numbers because I'm just trying to show you guys an array of different numbers because like it doesn't matter what you pick. It should be based on your reality, not somebody else's reality. And that's one reason I don't share and I probably never will share uh, publicly my revenue numbers. It's just not my style. Um, But so I try to throw different numbers out there so that you can just like see that you can pick other goals, the ones that everybody picks. But let's say the goal was a quarter of a million for the year. The second that I'd pick that goal, all of a sudden something activates inside of me like, all right, we got to make that happen. Like it becomes this attachment. And I'm okay with that happening. The problem I have with that is if we set it on that goal, that is totally unrealistic because you're now actually decreasing the likelihood that you're going to hit the goal because you're becoming overwhelmed and paralyzed by the massive gap between where you are right now and where you want to go. And a lot of people, and and this is where I, I talk about the Enneagram a lot, Enneagram threes, that's like cocaine to them. They love a massive goal and they often feel okay about this from what I can tell. I am not that. And if you are totally fine, I just want to present a different perspective. I am not that like super ambitious, super high achiever. I'm like a fairly ambitious, 
kind of high achiever who prefers to like have a lot of fun and enjoy my life. Like that's like, honestly, no judgment. Sometimes I really hate that about myself because I'm like, can't you just get more done? But we're all wired a little bit differently and you got to do what works for you. So if you're the kind of person who you, maybe you have depression, maybe there's um, times of the year you've chronic, a chronic illness of another kind um, that you know, like if you look back in the past and I'm going to get to my next point here, but if you look back in the past, You've had to take a couple weeks off every quarter for the last three years. Why are you acting like that's not going to happen this year? Like, I just, I do this thing called defensive pessimism that I learned about in Adam Grant's book, Outliers. So good. Love Adam Grant. Have a nerd crush on him. Um, Where I actually prefer to get kind of pessimistic about goals and poke all the holes in what's wrong with them. Because again, I actually think that rah-rah positivity of like, if I say a half million or I say a hundred thousand or I say 50,000, then it's going to happen. Like it's good as done. Like I just don't buy that. And because I don't buy that, it doesn't work for me. So I have to sort of use a different cell, a different balm on my skeptical, pessimistic brain. I know some of you might be a little surprised to hear that I have this pessimistic side to me. I am a realistic optimist and a defensive pessimist, meaning I like to temper my optimism with reality. And I also like to use pessimism as a defensive mechanism to make sure that I'm prepared for negative eventualities, for worst case scenarios, for things that could go wrong. So I like to have plan A, B, C, D, E. I like to sort of mentally run myself through all those things. And so to get back to my point, my issue with goals having so much rigidity and attachment is that we don't sort of look at different um, potential outcomes. We get stuck on this one number and then our brains just close down and tunnel vision on that one number. I don't think that's a good thing. I think that's a bad thing. And so especially if you're not close to the number and the number's not doable, I think that's good if the number is doable. I think it's dangerous if the number is, uh, you know, an impossible goal or a unicorn goal or whatever you want to call it. So while some people might like setting those big goals and then like laser focusing in on them. For me, it makes me feel trapped and stressed out, not inspired. I need a doable goal. I need a goal that is grounded in reality. So here's a hint as to what I mean by that in my third thing that I dislike very much about goal setting is that I find that it's never about learning from the past. (laughs) Now, I think a lot of goal setting planners and methods they have this, they try to act like it's learning from the past, but people don't really do that. So I want to I wanna emphasize this a little bit more. While it can be a good thing to have a clean slate and start fresh, I'm a quick start. Like I'm all about a new beginning, a fresh start. Those are like, I'm, I'm great in a new year because I've got like all this new energy. It's awesome for me. Again, that's not everybody. Um, but even if you do like that, I find that a lot of us really struggle to learn from the past. We're like Dory. We have this short-term memory like, I'm going to make $100,000. And then you get to the year end and you made $20,000. You're like, I'm going to make $100,000. And it's like, maybe let's focus on like just getting to like $40,000. Like that would still be 2x. And like if we said, okay, let's go to $40,000 and you're like, oh my God, if you feel this sense of just like the weight falling off of your shoulders and like you can exhale when I say that, you know, but then you might have this voice in your head go, oh my God, but I really want to make a hundred thousand dollars. That's 
it. That's the key. That's the difference between the realistic goal and the unicorn goal. And I think it's really important that we pay attention to this because this is what happened to me when I made my goals for 2021 is I took it down to adding only 30 or to 50% of revenue. And I was like, oh, oh my God, thank you. That feels so much more doable. And then right away, this other voice was like, no, but I like really want to do the 2X to 4X goal. Like I really want to do that. So my solution to that was like, maybe we need both. Like maybe we need to have a reality goal that our budget's based off of, that our like decisions are based off of, that can help us sleep at night and not feel like chronic failures all the time. But also we have this unicorn goal that's like a thought experiment that we can play with to like practice thinking on a bigger level. And then we're feeling more creative and more energized and happy because we're not being crushed by the weight of the impossibility of our goal, um, our revenue goal. And so the irony is we're more likely to pass our revenue goal <laughs> and to hit a bigger goal, right? Um, so here's specifically uh, where I also see this. I see people chronically committing to way too many goals. I personally, I'm a PowerSheets user. I only use PowerSheets in odd years, apparently. I got them in 2017, 2019, and now 2021. So apparently that's my pattern. I'm a rebel. So I do something one year, then I throw it away, then I get it back, then I throw it away. Um, so I thought that was funny. But I love the PowerSheets. But what I noticed is in the PowerSheets, they have space for you to have like eight goals for the year. Now in the PowerSheets, they're like, you know, hey, you don't need to have all the goals. Like only, maybe only pick a few. You don't have to fill up all the space. But the fact that there's space for eight goals makes us feel like we need to have eight goals. And I picked six and I still feel like that's too many. I think we really need to hone in on what really matters to you this year. And what is it that like drives you? Because I love having a revenue goal and I love having uh, like another, like I have another goal that's about um, cultivating more calm and slowing down. Um, that's a, a goal. I know it sounds really nebulous. It's more defined for me personally, but I have a few goals like that. I have uh, some personal financial goals, personal health goals. I have business goal where actually I'm in, if you've read the book Clockwork, I'm in the Clockwork Accelerator this year. So we're going to be clockworking the business. Um, so I've got goals around that and like, you know, empowering my team and things like that. But even then I'm like, ooh, that's a lot. And Warren Buffett has this classic goal setting exercise where he has you make a list of, you know, what's everything you want to do in your life. And then I forget the process, but basically he has you like narrow it down to, okay, narrow it down to like the top 10. All right, now five. Okay, now three. Okay, now pick one. <laughs> like essentially gets you to like, what's the one thing? And it's not that you won't do all these other things or these other things don't matter, but it's just the idea that you trying to focus on all this stuff is just going to distract you. So I think limiting it down to what really, really matters to you. And if you feel awful having less or fewer goals, then have more goals, but also be conscious about like, is it making you feel better in the moment to have more goals? And then, you know, a month from now you're feeling behind, you know, cause maybe you're getting that dopamine hit now setting that big goal or setting, you know, big size goal or too many goals, right. In quantity or, you know, well, quantity in terms of like the amount of one goal or quantity in terms of the number of goals. Um, but maybe that feels good this minute, but a month from now, six months from now, 12 months from now, you're going to feel like you failed. So that's why I really like to do this polarizing, not polarizing, but like these two polar 
ends of my goal setting spectrum, having my reality goal and having my unicorn goal. Also, there's more to it. It's not quite as simple as that. Again, I'm going to be going to this way more at the workshop. I'm really going to like seed you guys to join us in the for 100K to get access to that workshop to plan. But I just want to share with you that the past is important and you need to look at how much money you actually brought in last year. And if that makes you scared and it makes you feel um, like you're failing, then we need to think about that because that's the reality. So by not looking at that, by definition, you are choosing a delusional goal because you don't know what the reality is, okay? So I don't want reality to box you in, um, and that's what the unicorn goal is for, but it is the reality. So I think we do need to kind of (laughs) bring ourselves back down to planet Earth a little bit, okay? My final note there, and I just want you to write this down, you're not going to do it all, so stop setting yourself up for failure. The next one, I love this. This is like a new huge topic for me. So the fourth thing that frustrates me about traditional goal setting is making decisions too far out in the future. Some of us listening and speaking right now struggle to plan our days, our weeks, what we're going to eat for dinner tonight. And yet we think we're going to know what we're doing next December. Like, think about that for a second. You're further out your planning the less clarity you're going to have, right? Like, I want you to think about it as just a distance, right? If you look out, I'm looking out my window right now, if you hear my voice change a little bit, and the further out I look, the blurrier it gets, like the less clarity I can see with, right? Um, It depends on what I'm focusing on, et cetera. But I want you to think of it that way. So uh, you're going to always have more clarity about what's happening right this minute than what's happening an hour from now. You're gonna have more clarity about what's happening an hour from now than what's gonna happen tomorrow. Tomorrow from next week, you know, next week from the rest of the month. This month, you're gonna have more clarity than next month. So think about this and think about the level of detail you have is going to get exponentially greater the closer it is. So I like to look at quarters. I like to have sort of like an ide- general vision for the year, but I am not planning out unless there's something I already know. And what we learned in 2020 is we don't know anything. Um, I have nothing planned after like March or April of this year. Okay. Um, April is a stretch. So I have a rough plan for the first quarter of the year. And I have an overall goal, a direction that I'm going towards. I have a more clear vision for the next three months, but March is way fun fuzzier than February, which is fuzzier than January. And the end of January is fuzzier than now, right? Um, And so I want you to consider that when you are making your plans. You might notice this even when you plan your week. I tend to front load Mondays. There's something about we always feel like we need to get everything done the first day, the first month, the first week. Now, I think there's something to front-loading your year. My coach, Maria Kaz, she front-loads her year and explained why that makes sense. She actually tries to generate most of her revenue in the first six months so that she's not playing catch-up the rest of the year. I think that's smart. But that's an intentional way of front-loading versus just based on like this feeling, because I have more clarity now, everything has to happen now. Um, So (laughs) 
Furthermore, if you are changing your business model, so if you already have a business model right now and it's going to be the same business model for the next 12 months, it's going to be easier for you to plan. But if you're changing a business model like we do with our Yay for 100K clients, right? Like our Yay for 100K clients, they're, a lot of them are refining their services, their service packages change a bit while they're working with us. Not all of them, but a lot of our clients, at least half of our clients, their package changes. Then they're adding on a signature course. So that's a different business model. It's so much harder to plan for things that you've never done before, that you've never sold before. So you have to be very careful about the difference between your unicorn dreams and your realistic planning. And if you don't know how to realistically plan for launching a course or booking clients, well, that's what we're here for you in Yay for 100K to talk about, right? Because we have calculators and we can talk to you about the numbers and the strategies and what is realistic and what you can do. But you have to be really careful when you're setting goals. A lot of people say like when they're setting goals to stop worrying about the how, but I don't want to silence that voice. The how is important because that how is literally the reality voice being like, okay, but like, how is this actually going to happen? And I want you to ask how. How am I actually going to hit that number? How am I actually going to get to that point? And if you don't know, that's when it's good to enroll in a program. Now, you don't have to enroll in Yay400K. I'm obviously everything I do and create and talk about is going to lead in that direction. So welcome to my universe. But that's like the difficulty of changing your business model. You need to work with someone who knows uh, what that business model looks like so that you can plan for that so that you're not just taking a stab in the dark. Because this whole like trying to plan your wedding on the first date, it's like you don't even know the person. You don't know your future in-laws. Like you don't even know that they're going to be your future in-laws. Like you don't even know uh, you, you can't possibly do it, right? Like you don't have the information. It would be silly. It would be ridiculous to do that. One might say crazy. <laughs> so you don't want to do that now either if you don't have all the information. Your job is to get more information and fill in as you go. Release the need for certainty or you're going to miss the magic of what's happening right now. You want an idea of where you're going, but you're not ready for the hard details yet, especially if your business model is changing. Okay, finally, the fifth and final thing that I find frustrating, that was a lot of alliterations with the letter F, uh, (laughs) effing frustrating about uh, goal setting is, (laughs) and I kind of love this one, is pulling goals out of your ass. It's hilarious how most of us set revenue goals, including myself. Like I'm not, I'm not an exception to this by any means. I'm not sitting on the mountaintop like, I'm better than you. Like not at all. I just told you literally after a decade or so in business, I'm just realizing that my goals have always been delusional. We pick some big shiny number like 100K, 200K, 500K, 1 million based on desire and influence from others, but not reality. Now I know I've been saying this all along, but I just want to ground it in this point. Reality gets a bad rap in the personal development space, and I get it. I do think it's important to stretch your mind and think bigger than like what reality is because the only way that change happens and new things happen is by people thinking outside of reality. I think that's important, but I don't think that's the only thing that's important. I think we have to do both. I think there's a huge difference between stretching your mind and doing thought experiments. And that's what I'm calling it. Thought experiments, unicorn goals, and kind of using all that interchangeably. Unicorn goals is sort of the big, crazy, big, hairy, scary goal, whatever they call it. Um, Thought experiments are like, 
okay, if that was the goal, what would I have to do to make it happen? Like, what would my team have to look like? How many people would I need in my audience? Like, what would I have to do in my launches? What would my business model look like? How many clients would I need? Like, what kind of support would I need? That's the thought experiment is around achieving the goal, is around the how around that goal. And this is especially important for you to understand, it's not the right word, to just like I just want to like bang into your skull. It's so violent. My husband's been watching a lot of Vikings, so I've been seeing a lot of violence on TV. Um, If you have been setting big goals, not hitting them, and then feeling shitty about it as a cycle, I'm with you. Like at this moment right now, standing here recording this podcast, I am with you. It's really important that we practice this because I believe, and I'll let you know how this goes through the year, but I believe that if we set more realistic goals in terms of our like hard and fast, like sort of projections and numbers, then what that's going to do is going to give us more confidence, less anxiety, etc. Okay. So again, here's my plug. Here it comes. At the 2021 planning workshop, I'm going to teach you my process of having the best of both worlds. And I'm going to give you a hint like that's not it. It's not just the two goals. We're going to have some big, stretchy, audacious possibilities. And we're also going to have totally uh, realistic grounded, doable goals um, that you can actually hit easily without being a workaholic. And because you feel better, it's actually going to fuel you to be able to do better. So there's a whole process to this that I'm going to teach at the workshop. And in order to get access to that, in order to get your invitation, in order to attend, you have to join us inside of Yay for 100K. Now, All I have to do is apply over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Again, the application takes like two to five minutes. Give us as much detail as possible, but there's only two real questions on the application. And then after you apply, we're going to send you a private um, link to our exclusive advanced training on how to add 100K to your service-based business in the next 12 months. So we're going to talk about the how, right? If you want to know the puzzle pieces, I'm going to talk about that at the training. But in order to get the training, you've got to apply. And in order to get to the workshop, you'll have to join us inside of Yay for 100K. The training itself will give you all the details about Yay for 100K. And then you can ask us any questions that you have about the program. Again, I'm bringing some chill energy into 2021. We are not doing like, we're not overstressing this year. We are not going to panic. We're not going to go into this year with a ton of anxiety. And that is just that. So uh, <laughs> that's my call to action for you. Apply uh, to join us. Uh, get your invite to the exclusive training. And then uh, be happy to have you at our exclusive planning party on the 27th of January. Okay. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Welcome to 2021. It's going to be a good year. And I've got some great podcast topics coming up. We're going to have our first ever interview coming later this month. And um, that's all I got to say about that. All right. I will chat with you guys next week. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you love today's content and are ready to finally start making a full-time income from your business this year, make sure to get on the wait list for my program, Yay for Clients over at yayforclients.com and you'll be notified the next time enrollment is open. Or if you're already booked with clients and you want to learn how you can turn your signature service into a signature program and add 100K of revenue to your bottom line, come apply to my group coaching program, Yay for 100K over at CourtneyShaw.com forward slash apply. Thanks again and have an awesome day.